you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to today's show. Okay, today I want to talk about the contrarian kid. This is something that is very close to my heart because my formerly strong-willed child who has been transformed and the reason why I now have the nice framework who just turned 25. Yes, 25. I have a 25-year-old, but that's a whole other topic. Um, He was this kid, the contrarian kid. Okay, so let's talk about the contrarian kid. The contrarian kid is the kid who always just sort of seems like they're in a bad mood. They constantly have something negative to say. You just, like, like even when you have one that was more like mine, who wasn't, he wasn't violent, he wasn't kicking and screaming, he wasn't, um, he wasn't having blatant meltdowns, but he was just, it was almost like a constant, just, he was just always in a little bit of a bad mood or on the verge, like anything could just like piss him off. And I, I just like, couldn't figure out why is he so moody? Why is he always in a bad mood? Um, so the contrarian kid frequently has something referred to as after school restraint collapse. I've talked about it before on the podcast. It's super common with contrarian kids. So they hold it together all day at school, out of the house with other people. And, but when they get home and there's no one else around, they are a mess, right? They're a mess for you. They let everything out that they've been holding in all day. And so they've just been holding it together and now they're finally home and they just, you get, you bear, you get the brunt of it. So, um, what would the contrarian kid tell you if they could? They'd tell you, I'm out of spoons, right? I'm out of spoons. Spoons, I refer to spoon theory. Spoons are energy blocks. It's a cute thing that I read years ago. Look up spoon theory. They're done. They're zapped. Their nervous system is blown. They're wiped. So what would they tell you? If you think about when your nervous system is blown, when you're wiped, right? How do you feel inside your body? 
That's what they're telling you, but they don't know how to put it into words. So they show you with this contrarian behavior. I feel like shit inside. That's what they're telling you. I am done. Okay. The reason that the contrarian pattern is in our lives is because there really is something to figure out. Like we got to figure out what is causing my kid to have this blown nervous system so much of the time. Where are they putting so much energy out and using their bandwidth that it is, it's just like too much for them. So there is something to figure out. They're telling you through their behavior that they're frequently not feeling good inside their body. That's what they're telling you with this constant negativity. They've learned, the contrarian kid has learned that a negative attitude gets your attention big time. Like for me, I didn't even realize this was going on, but I just had this, I think, fantasy. I wanted my kids to have such a happy childhood and I wanted to be this great mom. And, you know, I wanted, I would never have said, I want it to be better than it was for me. And really, that was driving me a lot of the time. So every time he showed up with this contrarian behavior, I took it personally, right? And I was just like trying to either preempt the contrarian behavior or convince him why it really wasn't so bad. I was always trying to happy him up. And you guys know what that feels like. Like think about it when you're in a bad mood and you just are like, oh, and you want to vent. Maybe you have a friend or, you know, maybe this is your mom whenever you want to vent and they're like, oh, but honey, and they always want to like point out the bright side and you're like, shut the F up. Like, I'm just, I just need to get this out. Right. And so that's what's going on a lot of times for your contrarian kids. So when you're like me and you're trying to convince them otherwise or happy them up or shut it down, it just adds to their already blown nervous system. They just become even more dysregulated in their bodies. So today on the podcast, you're going to hear from a mom. Her name is Jillian, and she's a medical professional, and she was stumped. She's a really smart lady. I can't wait for you guys to, you guys are going to love her. But she was stumped by her contrarian kid. And even though Jillian had spent her days really like, she spent her days at work figuring out what was going on with her patients to help them feel better. She was really at a loss with what to do for her kid. And so she sat down with Lindsay, who is essentially my co-parent on the Mastermind Parenting team. And her and Lindsay had a great conversation where they really talk and break down when, where Jillian was, where many of you guys probably are right now, and what what really worked to shift her contrarian kid and and change their relationship. And she's really honest. She's really transparent. She doesn't try to sugarcoat anything. And I think that my hope is by bringing Jillian on, you, if you're living the same existence like I was all those years ago cuz I really am driven in so many ways by like like I I wanted to create a resource that I would have wanted when I was going through all of this all alone. I mean, now I've got a 25-year-old so it's been quite some time. We didn't have podcasts back then. We didn't learn things from the internet. 
Um, you could read books, but it was just a totally different time. And I felt so isolated and alone and there was some shame and I felt like I had to be a little bit secretive because I didn't, I mean, you don't want to bad mouth your kid. Like I didn't want to tell anyone that this is what was going on at home, but I did walk on eggshells around him a lot and I had a pit in my stomach so much of the time. So I'm on a mission to help as many of you as possible not to go through what I went through. And that is really why Mastermind Parenting exists. So like I said, this is a situation that is very near and dear to me. In fact, I'll tell y'all a story that I would never have even spoken. When it went on, I, I, I didn't even want to admit how much shame this induced in me. But when my son was about seven, I remember he was in his room, he was in a bad mood, something was going on. And I think I went in there to like to talk to him and he screamed in my face, which was very out of character for him. He screamed in my face, there's nothing wrong with me. And essentially that was his way of saying, I know you think there's something wrong with me, which, you know, feels terrible. Like all my attempts to happy him up and constantly try and fix him and try this thing and that thing, he felt like I was treating him like there was something wrong with him. And deep down, I was worried there was something wrong with him and it felt terrible. And it was, it was very much impacting his mood, his confidence. He wasn't learning the new skills. He wasn't getting the support that he truly needed. And it was affecting our relationship. So I hope that this this conversation is going to impact you if you're in that place that I was all those years ago. So enjoy this conversation with Jillian and Lindsay. old are your kids now? Like I know it's been a while. So update me on how old yeah. everybody uh, is. Bryn is six. She'll be seven in March. Just crazy. And Parker is four. Wow. August. Yes. So what grades are they in? So Parker just started preschool um, this year. Well, not just started. It's still, I'm still like wrapping my head around the reality of that, I think. Um, but Parker's in preschool and Bryn is in first grade. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you think back to like free mastermind before you did the program, can you just like name one or two like challenges that you had that you can think of? The reason that I had even like found mastermind or like the place where I was before mastermind was like, it was really with Bryn. It's always been, it's always been with Bryn. She's like my highly sick now come to find out my like very highly sensitive child, um, which so am I, which I've also figured out. And so the two of us like just really butt heads because I think that I tried to like run from my own sensitivities for so long that I became like aggressive to deal with it, to like kind of protect myself and hide my vulnerability. 
So I think seeing it in her made me, I had like no patience for it, right? Because I have like no patience for it in myself. And so um, it was just like a lot of, um, on her part, like just a lot of like, um, opposition and, um, like neediness, but like not really get asking for her needs to be met in like a productive way, just like meltdowns all the time, whining and crying. Um, she was just like kind of miserable to be around. Like she seemed miserable all the time to me, like when I was around. Um, which now like come to find out through this whole process was always very different from my husband. Like the child who showed up with my husband was a very different child than who showed up with me. So interesting. Yeah, totally. So he couldn't understand. It took uh, like, you know, he couldn't understand what I was going through really. And I couldn't really understand like the perspective that he was coming from. Um, so, and then, you know, I would get really triggered by her behavior and then I would just be like an asshole. You know, I was like constantly like angry and frustrated and just like, what, you know, like upset that this was my relationship with her and couldn't figure out, you know, couldn't figure out how to make her be different. Like, how do I get her to stop doing these things? Um, and I did all the stuff, you know, I, I read all the books, I did other parenting stuff, you know, I, we tried timeouts, we tried time-ins, we tried, I even spanked her one time, like we tried everything. Um, and I was just sinking deeper and deeper into this like spiral of, I don't have the relationship with my daughter that I want. I'm failing her. And then of course it was just worse and worse. Every time she showed up, show up like that, it was like, you know, reassurance that, that I was failing. Um, it was horrible. It was horrible. When I think about, I mean, I could like, I could cry just talking about it because it was so, I was so I was so hopeless and I was miserable. You know, I didn't want to be home when I, uh, like when I came, I would be like more anxious, like leaving work than going, you know, to come home and just know it was going to start. And no, you know, I would have like these, you know, once they're in bed and it's quiet and you're alone and like, I'm going to do everything different tomorrow. I'm going to be so much better. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to do any of these things. And it's like, it lasted for like five seconds. And then I was just like, I can, you know, so it was just this cycle. It was just this cycle. And the more I showed up like that with her, the more she showed up like that with me because she felt awful. You know, she felt, she felt like her mom didn't like her. You know, I know that she always knew her mom loved her, but I really think now, like, she did not think that I liked her. I didn't. I didn't like her. Did I can relate to that. I can relate to, like, that part of me, like, 
I remember saying like, I love you, but my body language was like so tense and stressed that, and he was so little, like they know. They know. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would feel like, cause she, you know, she does know she's always known things. Like I would just feel like she saw right through to my core and like was trying to make me crazy, you know, like she just, um, yeah, it was, it was a time. Do you feel like free mastermind, like you I w- just pre mastermind to where you are today, just like dealing with conflict as it comes up? Cause obviously like, even when you have all the skills and tools, we're still going to have con- conflict. That's reality. Yes, of so yeah. Like, so how has that changed? Yeah. How do you feel like maybe the biggest shift in how you are able to approach when things don't go well and things aren't going well? Shift has been um, that I understand her better and that I understand myself better. Like there's not there would have there would have been no shift without the self-awareness piece and the understanding of how all of this, how the dynamic had started and how it was being perpetuated um, and being able to recognize when it was happening and when I was in it and when she was in it. There's no other way. I mean, there's no other way to really change things than to go deep with this stuff and really get it. So, yeah, I mean, like she still drives me crazy. Don't get me wrong. Like she does. We, we just, you know, like we can do that to each other. Like I think I probably, I didn't think it will probably always be like that, but, um, but we like each other now and we have a lot, you know, there's fun and playfulness and, um, I, I know when it's fine to just let things go. Um, Say more about that. Yeah. I think like pre mastermind, I was like, you know, I was so afraid of like who she was, was and like who she was becoming and like how I was feeling and how I was raising her to be that I think like every little thing that happened I was like on it, you know, like, so it was just like constant barrage of like negativity for her that like everything she did was wrong um, because like everything she did drove me crazy. Right. So like I could, I didn't ever just like let, let those feelings be about my feelings and not be about her failures, you know, um, which, which now like I can see that that's happening. And sometimes, um, I'll just say it like, okay, I am in a bad mood and this is making me crazy. Like, go, go do something else. Like, give me some space, give me some time instead of just like reacting to the stuff 
um, which a lot of that was like learning self-care for myself and like having grace for myself and accepting that like, you know, I am a highly sensitive person, a highly sensitive parent. And I'm in the midst of like, you know, two jobs, starting a business, two young kids. And I don't really get the time that I need. So, you know, I'm oftentimes like overstimulated on, on overwhelm. And the only way that I can show up and be the mom that they want is to like take the time. And sometimes that looks like go away for a while, you know? That's so cool. That's so cool. Cause we, you know, think we're supposed to do it all and we're, we're not able to when we have the self-respect and just ability to care for ourselves. It allows us to be able to care for them in a completely different way. Yes. And it's so hard. I mean, it's still so hard to like, not feel like a failure in that, you know, and not, and I just have to remind myself that like, I'm modeling that for her and them that like, it's okay to not be all the things to everyone all the time and to ask for time away and to ask for space when you need it. Um, And I model that for her too, when I can see she's getting there, like, babe, you have had a day like you need, you need to go in your room and be quiet and close the door and draw and put on some music or do whatever. And so, and you know, if it's like really, she's like really overwhelmed, like she won't recognize it. Um, and so sometimes it's like, you know, I have to physically like take her there. Be like, I love you. You know, slide a snack under the door, close the door. But like that, I mean, in the beginning, that would be like knockdown, drag out. I mean, sometimes it would be like four hour frying jags because like she just had to get it out. And in the beginning, that's kind of how, that's kind of what started in the beginning, how it started to shift was that I would recognize her overwhelm and overstimulation and that it wasn't just bad, you know, bad behavior. Um, You know, I would hear your and Randy's voice in my head, like, you know, if she, if she could be, if she could be better, she would, you know, like if she, if, you know, you know, kids act on the outside, how they feel on the inside, like she's, cooked she's done um and so i would i would let her cry and i you know i would go from holding her to giving her space to and sometimes it was like an exorcism i swear to god like she would just i mean like scream and yell and like push me away and then pull me close and like she she like was just out of her mind needing to like get this out and I would just be there and like let her have it and then and it's like it could go on and on and on and this happened like during the probably around like the four to five month mark with mastermind this started happening most of the time on Friday nights after school um and we would have these nights where it was just and then I would like she needed to go to bed and I would wrestle her into bed, wrestle her into pajamas, lay there and hold you her. Were, you were able to recognize that she was exhausted. Exactly. Exhausted and overwhelmed and things. Re- and then like the next day, because we had like this really intense experience together and like connected finally, 
she started to show up like herself about her, you know, her best self with me. And there were like moments of that, that like my husband and I would be like, Oh my God, like she's been so great today. And I'm like, is this what you get every day? Like, this is crazy. She's like fun. And, you know, and it was just like a slow progression. And then there would be more of that. And then we moved in the midst of mastermind. And and then it really, you moved, you moved to the land of all the birds. There are birds everywhere. (laughs) Birds everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, like the birds that you hear in the background of meditation music. Yeah. Those kind of birds. Those kind of birds live in my life. Yes. And so Um, do you think she's having fewer meltdowns today? Oh my God. Like I can't even tell you the last time that that's happened. First of all, the like the complete meltdown. Um, uh, yeah, I really can't. Um, does she still like why, you know, like, yeah, she has behaviors that are annoying. I mean, she's a kid, all kids do, but like more so than my other child. Um, but you know, she's more responsive even to, it used to be like then, so, so then once we started, like we started connecting and we had like a more solid place of relationship, um, and security, then we kind of started tackling some of the behaviors. Like there was a period of time when like, I swear to God, everything that came out of her mouth was in a wine. Like, I don't, I'm like, I don't think she knows how to do anything else. Like she's been doing this for so long. I'm not sure she knows how to like form her mouth into words that don't have that tone. <laughs> so we had, like, we started working on it. Um, and like at first, you know, like that would just make her so mad and she would like, she could have like meltdowns about that, but then, she, you know, she like gets on, she's like gotten on board and like, it doesn't, it doesn't like make her mad anymore. Like she will actually do things like, do you know why? Um, I think just because like, she knows that it's not gonna trigger me anymore. She trusts you. Right. Right. That's so, that's so cool. She trusts you. So she is allowing you to help her with the lagging skills. It's like, you know, we hear in Mastermind Connect before you correct. And maybe the connect was like a year of work and now you get to correct. Yes, exactly right. Like for me and for us, the connect before you correct was like a long game. Like I didn't know that in the moment. Like I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I need to be like, you know, whatever. And then I need to correct. Like, no, that, that was like a, a year long work on connecting with her again. Um, before she was even open to any of it. Um, and you know, now she has been much more, much more. Um, so, so I mean, overall, y'all are more connected, obviously. 
Yes. Your if relationship is more connected. Say, like anything, like the, the number of one, I mean, there's a multitude of things that, uh, that I got out of, of mastermind, but, um, give me the top two or three. Um, well, the number one is that I have, I have a connection with my daughter. I mean, I don't even know how to express what that has meant to me and her, you know, like what, what would she have been like? It was like my worst fear, right? That she would grow up thinking that like, you know, we would be at odds and like her mom didn't love her and she was never good enough. And like that would have happened. Like that would have happened if I kept going the way that I was. There's no other way that that could have played out, you know? And now that is the farthest thing from our reality. She talks to me. She tells me things. We lie in bed at night and before bed. I mean, she asks to like snuggle with me so that she can just like tell me about her day. Um, you know, she's just randomly says like, I love you, mommy. Like that stuff never happened, you know? It never happened. And it was so sad and so hard. And I knew it was happening and I felt powerless to stop it. And I didn't even know, I didn't even know what the problem was. I couldn't have even identified it without, honestly, without like the very first lesson in mastermind, like the end of the nice wing, like be nice. Like nobody wants to take direction from someone who's being an asshole to them. And I think that, you know, my own person, my own upbringing from my, from my mother was very um, unstructured and just kind of lazy fair. And there wasn't a lot of parenting because of her own kind of stuff. And so I always just thought like to be a good parent, you just got to like lay down the law and be consistent and have boundaries and like hold the boundaries and like, you know, then everything will be great. And like, yes, that's true to some degree, but for Bryn, it was connect before you correct. And I was only just correcting and I was never connecting. And so she was just like, mm, nope, like, yep, not doing just it. Like Randy says our, our strong willed kids are the ones that call us to more. If it's not for them, we would never have been kind of forced into being yeah. willing to change. Yeah. If I had two Parkers, like I'd have been like, man, I'm good. I'm the best parent that's ever been. What is so hard about this? Like, yeah, exactly. And it's so funny because um, there's so many times that I'm like, you know, it's so weird like to think of Brynn as like a strong-willed kid. But like, that's how I found Mastermind was like, that was like the search that I put in the, in the podcast thing, because it kind of like, I was like, you know, kind of like, this is what's happening. Like she just is defiant and like, it's gotta be her way. And she's 
So like, you know, but she's actually like out in the world, like very, I I don't think she's shy. I think she's just kind of an observer, but you know, she doesn't come across that way in other ways. She's not like the kid that's like, you know, the leader and like has a whole group of followers and she's like saying how it is. Like, that's not bring at all. She's very like reserved and, um, but with me, oh my God so strong-willed, which is like me. That's what I'm like too, you know? And so the two of us, that's how we butt heads. And like, she'd win every time, (laughs) you know? Like, what are you going to do? You can't kill him. So, you know, she, it was, it was just going to be, she was just going to be showing up how she felt you know, and, and, and it did feel like that, like, oh, she's strong willed, like she's choosing to be like this just to drive me crazy. And like that shift was another huge moment where it's like, okay, like she's not actually doing this because she hates me. And she's like trying to literally drive me insane. Like it's like right now, it's like, it's, we're like ingrained in that material now, but like before you're taught that, it seems like they're trying to just like mess with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because it's like, okay, it's so easy. Like you can just not do that and then things would be great. And it's like, you know, she couldn't not do that because she felt so awful. And she was just like picking at the hurt little wound that was there. Cause you know, she just didn't know what else to do. Um, and now she's like fun and silly. I mean, I think that's like a big thing too. She's, she was never silly. She's always like so serious, you know? Um, and now she's just like this fun, silly, loving, connected, you know, uh, sounds like she got out of defense zone and is exploding with who she really is exactly yeah 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 okay I have one more question what's the most surprising thing that you learned about yourself in this process (laughs) um that that I'm a highly sensitive person that um Yeah, I, because like I said, I think that, um, you know, like I kind of protected my vulnerability through this exterior of just kind of being, you know, a badass. And um, I don't even think that I realized what I was protecting under there, you know, and also like, you know, I had spent a lot of time in therapy, as you know, and um like one of the things that just kind of kept coming up was like, I used to like be this person who was like really willing to like love and like be open. And like, now I just feel like angry all the time. You know, I'm just like angry all the time. And I just like, don't even, and, and I think that that anger was as a result of um, not allowing myself to be who I was, 
you know, to really be, to really be who I was like, you know, all the parts, the whole bucket of chicken, as Randy would say. We want you back. I know. Oh my God. We want you back. I I told Randy, I have my little like account, my little budgeting software that I'm like trickling money into. Yeah. Um, We're ready for you. We miss you. Yeah, I miss you guys too. Hearing this update is just so awesome. Like I know we had a lot of conversations about defense zone and meltdowns and where to start and the overwhelm. And I remember remember just talking to you about all the things that I had to do for myself. Of course, I remember. It's crazy, right? And like, how do you even, I think in the moment where you're like looking you know, you're, you're looking to the program and looking to you guys, like, tell me what to do. Like, tell me what actionable steps to take. What do I say when she does this? Right. It's like, and I, you know, I think you guys just have a way of like, just kind of steering it back to like you're never like well that's not the fucking point and it's not gonna work like that so like (laughs) you know which now I'm like I don't know how the hell you guys don't do that but you know it was just like okay like let's really get into what's going on and the fact that like that was always the approach you know like in the end like the question was answered um but not how I thought it needed to be when I asked it Right. And like, that's the magic of mastermind. Wow. Such a great conversation, right? Didn't you love it? Didn't you love both of them? I think Jillian is just such a success story and I'm just so happy for her and her daughter. I know she wanted it so much. And it was interesting when, I mean, Jillian was kind of a hard nut to crack, I have to tell you. It's hard to imagine that now, like hearing from her, right? But there were a lot of times where she did what I call yeah budding. You know, she would come with just another exasperated moment and she could not see things differently. She really, truly just wanted to get her daughter to stop the nonsense. And she, Jillian didn't, you know, she just wasn't able yet to see where she was adding to that dynamic and they were playing off of each other. And she just kind of, she was, she, because as she said in the conversation, she's strong willed too. So she was, you know, she kind of, you know, when we become adults and we're strong willed, and especially when, we are super cerebral, like Jillian, you know, she's a smarty pants. And she was just like, mm, yeah, but I've tried. And there was a lot of yeah, budding and a lot of yeah, budding. And I was so happy when she started seeing the forest through the trees. And she just, it was like, I did some coaching with her and bam, a light bulb went on and everything shifted. So um, I want to point out a couple key takeaways from Jillian's story, uh, just to reinforce the learning for you guys and moments to pause for applause, as we say in the mastermind for Jillian, something that most of us women are not 
are not used to doing. And I'm going to start doing that more and more here on the podcast. I do it a lot in my, in my mastermind and my membership community, because I'm trying to change the way we think about ourselves. I think so often we're, you know, we love to focus on all the ways we're screwing it up, all the ways we could have been better and what we focus on grows. So why don't we take some moments in our lives to pause for applause for ourselves? Because I guarantee you, like Jillian, are doing a lot more right than you give yourself credit. So here's some key takeaways. She realized she was focusing on her daughter being strong-willed without acknowledging that she herself was also being strong-willed. And that's why they were constantly butting heads. They were too much alike, right? And guess what? Her daughter's younger than her. I mean, these kids, like we're exhausted. We have to go to work. We have to cook meals. We have to drive. Like we have lots of things zapping our bandwidth and they get like hopefully 10, 11 hours of sleep. Like they're better rested. They're younger. They have more energy. So when you're butting heads with your kid, guess who's going to win? Like with Jillian, her daughter won every single time until Jillian realized like she had that self-awareness like crap. I'm, you know, I'm digging my heels in too. I'm showing up with strong will behavior. I'm also modeling that. I'm trying to control her and she's doing what people do when they feel controlled, rebelling. So I'm pausing for applause for Jillian for that amazing self-awareness. The second takeaway, Jillian used to believe, oh, she's strong-willed and she's this is her words. She's choosing to act this way. My daughter's choosing to act this way. And the huge shift came when Jillian started to believe, oh, she's not doing this because she hates me and wants to drive me insane. She can't not act strong-willed by choice, right? Like she like it's not her choice. She can't help it. She's acting on the outside the way she's feeling on the inside. And as Jillian said, she said, she's acting this way. It's not a choice because she felt awful. She felt awful inside and didn't know what else to do. So also amazing insight. So pausing for applause there. And then the third thing, right? The biggest thing that Jillian said she has learned through this process of learning our nice framework to transform her strong-willed kid is that she's like, I'm also a highly sensitive person. Never knew it. Been in therapy for a gazillion years. Never got the memo. So now she's understanding herself on a deeper level. Oh, that's why all these different things have zapped my spoons over the years. That's why these things drain and exhaust me. I'm also a highly sensitive person. Okay. And this is why. Like this is an example of where I say parenting is the ultimate personal development journey, right? If we let it, because when we're open to coaching and seeing things differently and bringing all that self-awareness and doing the hard work, because let me tell you something, Jillian didn't get to where she is without digging deep and, and doing the hard work, right? It's a it's hard. It's hard to look at yourself and to say, oh, we're butting heads because I'm trying to control her and being strong-willed. Oh, like 
That might sound like a simple aha, and yet that's not so simple. It's very vulnerable and hard to look at things like this. So when we start to see things differently, right, we learn so much not just about our kids, but about ourselves. It really is like parenting is the thing where if you are willing, you will face yourself over and over again. And you also have the potential to grow into a version of yourself you may not even think you're capable of, right? You may not even remember, right? All the days that you're feeling stuck and exhausted and maybe like, oh yeah, I used to have dreams or who, I hear this often, I used to be so fun. Like I used to be so fun and now I'm just like such a rag. I'm just like constantly like, what happened? I used to be funny. I used to actually experience joy. This is the personal development part where I want to help you guys get back there. Okay. So Where do you start? Like, where's the first place to start? I want you to go. We've created a quiz and you take this very quick quiz. It's 10 questions. It's online. It's free. Don't worry. We've got you. Um, And you take this quiz to assess and determine if your child fits into our definition of strong willed. And if so, We, you know, once you've completed the quiz, we're going to hook you up with some resources and begin helping you ASAP. So go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash SWC dash quiz. SWC stands for strong willed child. So mastermindparenting.com forward slash SWC dash quiz. Take the quiz. The link is also in the show notes and can't wait to start helping you. Okay. Thanks for listening this week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs, and if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's Mastermind underscore Parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically, I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching, and I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better, because when they feel better, they do better. And um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.